as entrepreneurs, we're faced with all kinds of challenges. And what we do is overcome these. But there's only two that really count that allow us to build these great businesses. Number one, we've got to have a great client experience. It's got to be world-class and it's going to differentiate it. We have to nail that. And my experience is most of you that are watching this already have that. The second one though gives us a lot more challenges and that's we've got to get a steady stream of people to raise their hand to explore working with us. And this is where we really can differentiate ourselves. Well, I got an opportunity for you. Our next guest is somebody who's helped me build a simple and elegant systemic process to attract the right pre-qualified, pre-endorsed clients. And he's going to share those six steps that have helped many businesses attract the right clients. I'm John Bowen. You are at AESNation.com. And stay tuned because we want you to serve those great new clients. Ordinary success. No way. You want amazing, remarkable, exceptional breakthroughs. Dig deep, think bold, drive hard, watch yourself soar beyond your dreams. AESNation.com. Dove Gordon, I really appreciate you being with us. You know, the power of Skype. I'm in Silicon Valley. You're in another part of Silicon Valley. Israel seems to be one of the biggest players uh, out there. But uh, uh, thank you for taking the time to really join us today and share some of your great insights. Thank you for having me. Good to be here. Well, it's, it's always a pleasure. And, and Dove, you know, you are one of the top uh, consultants you, you've in marketing and client acquisition. And uh, I've been following you and worked with you. Uh, I mean, I love your content. And I wanted to have you share some of the insights that you've helped so many other businesses. But before we do that, you know, um, I don't know about your background and, you know, our listeners and viewers don't know. I'd love you to share with me how you became this marketing powerhouse. Well, um, thank you. I kind of mostly self-taught, like like Abraham Lincoln, I suppose, right? So um, at age 13, I discovered the self-help section in the uh, the library. First book I read was uh, Million Dollar Habits by Robert J. Ringer. Ever read that one? Uh, it's actually one of my favorite books. I, I have everything they wrote and even his audio series that he's done. So that got me hooked. Uh, I went on to read... Um, Winning Through Intimidation, which I think he renamed, um, and uh, Looking Out for Number One. It, really excellent books, and it just introduced me to the whole uh, self-development and business uh, section of the library, which I continued to read you know, and haven't stopped. And, you know, uh, I was then in around 2001. I'd been married about a year or so. It was time to figure out what am I going to do, you know, to earn it. I came across this idea. I heard something about business coaching, and I didn't quite know what that was. I looked into it, and I decided, okay, that probably is something I can do. Um, and I enrolled myself in a course uh, that teaches coaching. Uh, and then the question, the first challenge was, okay, how am I going to get clients? So it turns out that somebody was uh, had just uh, restarted a, a Dale Carnegie franchise in Jerusalem. And I, I figured, okay, I'll enroll in that, not because I wanted to learn public speaking, but because it was a 12- or 14-week course, which was four hours an evening once a week. You really get to know people. I figured this is a good place to meet English-speaking business people. Uh, and that's where we had about 44 
people in the class, and I had I came away. I remember with twelve percent of uh, were my clients by the time the three month program finished. That's how I got started. Well, you know, it's, one of the things we learn as entrepreneurs is that it's very important to pick a niche, show up in the middle of that niche, and become the expert. And in fact, your niche was very small, forty four right in the beginning, and came right up. Forty four. Yeah, yeah, they spoke. It, they spoke English, and they were in business. or yeah, trying to be. So. Yeah, no, and and so uh, you know, from and many of us have from humble beginnings, uh, we have this, and and what you know. So as you, what are you doing now? I mean, uh, I, you know, I want to get to kind of the solutions and what you're helping uh, entrepreneurs because you you know you were you became a business coach at that moment. And I mean, there's so many lessons learned. I mean, I, I have the privilege of coaching some of the top financial advisors in the world, and I just love it because not only am I able to help them be better entrepreneurs and really serve their clients well, but I get so much feedback from the, them through the marketplace of what's working that you know, every year I feel like I'm getting a, you know, a real big competitive advantage. How do you see then you know, that kind of playing out in your, you know, as you've grown your business uh, development side? So the, the thing that I focus on right now is the thing that I struggle with the most at, at the beginning. You know, I, I had, you know, grown up and I knew that I was able to help people uh, with their businesses and I was interested in lots of different things, but I struggled to explain to anybody why they should hire me. You know, like the biggest challenge is talking about what you do in a way that draws your ideal clients towards you. You know, and your know, clients are drawn to confidence. And one of the things that undermines our confidence the most is when we don't know how to talk about what we do in a way that brings people to us. So uh, that was a big challenge for me at the very beginning. It was a big challenge for me beyond the very beginning. And I'd say it took me a good eight years or so to really kind of figure out what I, you know, how how to do that. And over the last five, six years is what I've been helping others do it. Mostly consultants, coaches, uh, experts, professional service firms of all different types. So... Um, um, I, I guess probably the key insight that, that um, you know, when I, when I present it this way, I can just share with you uh, the, the six key steps that I teach people. And it's based on three very fundamental questions, okay? If you're going to build, if most people you ask them, what's the purpose of your marketing and selling system, right? What do you think they would answer? I mean, what do you think most people would say? Well, I think most people would say is they want more clients to make more money. I mean, it's... Yeah, exactly. So most people, you say, well, what do you think? The, you've got this marketing system you're trying to build? Yeah, okay, what do we say the purpose of it? And most people say it's to build a funnel. It's to uh, um, attract clients, to close deals, whatever it might be, to build a pipeline. And all those are true, but those are, those are um, you know, uh, I forget the guy's name right now, but he said that, uh, you know, I wouldn't give a fig for simplicity on this side of complexity, but I'd give my right hand for simplicity on the far side of complexity. And to answer that, that, that the purpose of your marketing system is to fill your funnel, to fill your pipeline, to attract clients, that's true, but it's oversimplified. The, the simplicity on the far side of complexity is this. The purpose of your marketing system is to answer the number one question on your prospect's mind at just the right time. Okay, which means that when your prospect comes across your marketing, whether it's a speech you're giving, whether it's an AdWords ad, whether it's an SEO result, it doesn't matter. I'm tactic agnostic. It doesn't matter what it is. They always have a single question. So if your marketing system helps them answer yes to that question, that first question they ask is, should I pay attention? Is this interesting? And if your marketing system helps them answer yes, this is interesting, then immediately they have a new question, which is, um, 
can I trust you? You got me interested, but can I trust you? Are you for real? And if your marketing system then helps them answer yes, I can trust you, instantly they have a new question, the last question, which is, okay, but is it right for me? What do you recommend for me? I, I can, you got my interest, I see I can trust you, but what do you recommend for my situation? Is what you have for my situation correct? And if you, your marketing and sell, selling system helps them answer yes to that, congratulations, you've got a new client. Now, they may have all sorts of sub, you know, kind of um, variations of that, but it all boils down to one of those three questions. Therefore, Right, so when I tell you that the job, the purpose of your marketing system is to answer the number one question on their mind at just the right time, this is where those six pieces that you mentioned earlier, we have two little steps that are designed each to answer one of those questions. So right? let, let me stop you just for a second because I want to make sure everybody's following us because you know, you know, we spend you know billions of dollars uh, around the world, many uh, probably trillions now. Uh, advertising, trying to get our message out, and it's crowded no matter where you are in the world. And, mm -hmm. and you know, I, I love this uh, simplicity. I mean, when we think about it, you know, they, everybody has plenty of choices on, you know, going somewhere else to entertain them and answer. Is it interesting? And, and this is, you know, most of the stuff really, quite honestly, isn't very interesting. So I'm going to get knocked out right away. So as entrepreneurs, we got to make sure whatever we're doing for our market, that it's interesting. And then the trust part, I mean, that, that you know, you've got to establish credibility. And, and I like the term quiet confidence. So much of this message mm -hmm. has to be that way. So it, it, you know, it builds trust. And then is it right for me? Is it, you know, have you picked your market well? Do you understand? Are you entering that conversation there in the mind? So, I mean, these are really powerful that each of us should be asking ourselves, are we delivering? But let's say that we've got that. I mean, we're, we're getting that or we're getting clarity around that. Where do we go with that, Doug? So the first, the first, I mean, the the first thing we need to do is recognize that there's only if the if the first question they have when they come across your message, however you're putting it out, is should I pay attention? Is this interesting? It's good to realize that there are only two things anybody's interested in. Okay, the only two things that your ideal clients are interested in is a problem they have and don't want, and or a result they want and don't have. And what happens is is that we tend to get clever. We tend to talk about what we do. We tend to talk about our methodology. We tend to talk in grow, you know, vague generalities. I used to believe that, that when, you know, I, I have to, my message should have the word strategic in it. You know, I digged, I dug up for this, um, something that I, I put this together many, uh, a couple of years ago. This is a list of my value propositions over the years and they're pretty lame. Um, at least the early ones, like my first one was we're an asset on your balance sheet. I mean, it's, you know, financial planning guy. It's yeah. it's it's clever, but it's completely meaningless. Like my ideal client would hear that, and they'd have no idea. Like, going, that okay, okay, what, yeah, I mean, what's the result? I mean, I want I don't want to hire a coach. I want the end yeah. result coming from the coach. And the last yeah. thing, I, I'm thinking you're a liability on my balance sheet, but that's a whole different <laughs> thing. Anyway, so so the the thing is, you know, and and I'll just I'll add another important point that is. Um, is that these days there are so many distractions out there. There's so many distractions from what I call the marketing plumbers. And the marketing plumbers are the people who, uh, like if you go and ask Joe the plumber, right? You know, hey, Joe, uh, you're a good plumber, right? Yeah, could you build me a house? What's Joe the plumber going to say? 
Well, hopefully not, but for the right amount of money, he might make an effort. Okay, right, but real, what he's probably going to say is, is, you know, hey, John, I'm a plumber. you got to get yourself an architect who will design the plans and then a contractor to build the frame, and I'll come in, I'll give you the best plumbing in town, but I'm a plumber because Joe the plumber knows his place. He knows he's really good at what, he, at what he's good at, but he doesn't try to be more than that. But when it comes to marketing, anybody who's good or thinks they're good at a tactic thinks that they're this wonderful architect. So the guy who likes Twitter thinks he's a Twitter expert, thinks everybody's got to be on Twitter tweeting. Same thing for the Facebook expert and the you know LinkedIn and so on. And what happens is what we need to really understand is that every tactic could work and every tactic can fail. That's why I'm tactic agnostic. So the way I think about it is this. Like imagine you know what we need, it's like a balloon, right? So if Bill has a blue balloon and Sally's got a red balloon and Bill leaves Gove's blue balloon and it falls to the floor and pops, right? And then Sally leaves Gove her red balloon and it starts to soar, drift up to the sky and it looks beautiful against the occasional white cloud and the deep, deep blue sky. And you think, I don't want a balloon like Bill's. I want a balloon like Sally. So you go out and you buy the, sh the reddest, shiniest balloon you could find. And with great anticipation, you take a deep breath and you blow it up, you tie a knot and of course it falls to the floor just like Bill's. And you're frustrated. What did I, I did the same thing as 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 Sally? I didn't. You know, I didn't buy a blue balloon. I got a red balloon. And of course, the answer is Sally's was filled with helium, but yours was filled with hot air. It's the same thing. Like you know, all tactics could work. It's just like the balloon. It's what you put inside. And what you put inside is what we call marketing helium, which is the first step a marketing and selling system that works when it's effective. And that is this. Right. The, if if the only thing that remember their question is should I pay should I pay attention is what you're talking about interesting to me and if the only two things anybody's interested in is a problem you have they have and don't want and a result you want and don't have your marketing message must be talking about a very specific problem and or a very specific result the result could be an outcome an experience and so on I got an example that I like to use just to explain that point because a lot of people think well I am talking about that but it has it, it's almost never specific enough. Well, yeah, dive into it because the more we can make this real, you know, these are that you know, getting on the right side of complexity. That simple part is, yeah, you know, the great. early simple I always think is ignorance. This is we're getting, you know, this was what worked. So go for it, Dove. Right. So, quick example um, is a, a couple examples. I once had somebody in a webinar, and his website he was offering some kind of software that uh, created dashboards and reports for. Uh, for businesses, so it said we you know, we sell dashboards and reports that give you better business results, and you know what problem is that here to solve? What result is that to enable? I mean, we have no idea, right? It could be one of a hundred different things, right? So the but his ideal client is let's say Joe CEO. Joe CEO wakes up in the morning and he's the problem in his mind is why can't I get the data I need from this multi-million dollar information system I just installed so I can make this difficult pricing decision. And Joe CEO could walk out his front door and we got two scenarios. There's a billboard. We can put a billboard right opposite his home. And we got two scenarios. The first scenario is the billboard says we help you uh, make with dashboards and reports that help you make better business decisions. He won't even notice it. He'll walk to his car, drive to the office. The second scenario is on that billboard. We say um, we can help you get the data you need from that multi-million dollar information system so you can make those difficult pricing decisions. He'll be on the phone with your office before his rear end hits the seat of his car. Right now, that's perhaps an extreme example, but it illustrates the point that so many of us want to talk about everything we do. We, so what we end up doing is we talk about things that are so big in general that we sound like everybody else, and then we fail that first test because when the, your ideal client asks themselves, "Should I pay attention? Is this interesting?" Their brain says, "No, 
this is just like everybody else. I already know that it's not going to work for me. Yeah, right? that, that, that is so powerful. And, it, and it's, and I see it, the mistake over and over and over again. I mean, you know, there's studies, I don't know how many are really true, but that there's at least 4,000 messages at trying to get your attention. I don't think there's any way you could see all those, but you know, that competition, and unless it's aligned with something I'm really interested or your prospect is interested, it isn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. True. Well, let, so let, let's walk down. So let, let's, I want to get, make sure we get the six steps. So where are we here? The first thing is to make a list. I'll give people an action step. Make a list of the problems that you help solve and the results that you enable. Just make that list and be specific. Another quick uh, example is a client who was uh, wanted to be a leadership consultant, and we made a list of what are the problems you help solve, results you enable. Because again, if you say, "Well, I'm a leadership consultant," you know, it, it's like, "Okay, great. I know what you do. I understand." But even though she's really good, much better than everybody else, but it's not going to get through to her ideal client. One of the things on her list was that um, I can help with the problems you have, something like this, from that employee who's too valuable to fire, right? So everybody's got an employee who's too valuable to fire, I imagine, right? Even if it's a really small business. So everyone's got that. So she started talking about how to negotiate, how to work with that employee who's too valuable to fire, and suddenly she sounded different from everybody else. What was she doing? She was doing leadership consulting, right? Organizational development. Same type of thing. Make a list of specifics. The second step is now craft into a simple, compelling message. Okay, so and you know the simple version of that, which we won't go into beyond that right now, is is really just create a one-liner. What do you do? Well, I help uh, senior executives deal with that employee who's too valuable to fire and turn it into an asset or whatever you want to say, right? Which is so much more interesting than um, you know than I'm a leadership consultant, right? So the if you do those two things, if you gain deep insight into your ideal client and you can talk about the problem they have, don't want result they want, don't have, whatever tactic you're going to use. You know, any you know, AdWords, um, public speaking, your client asks that question, should I pay attention? Is this interesting? Their brain's going to answer yes. And then instantly they have a new question, which is, okay, you got me interested, but can I trust you? Are you for real? And now the third piece of the marketing system that you want to put in place is what we call the hand-raising free offer. And we've seen these all over the Internet, right? I mean, you see them everywhere. Everyone wants to collect your email address. <clears throat> the problem is that many of them never get email addresses. And that those who do fail to actually get anyone to reach out to them to follow up for something, you know, paid, right? So that has to accomplish three main goals. I'll just mention them quickly. Number one, it has to, if it's rooted in steps one and two, if it's rooted in deep insight, problem, result, and a simple compelling message, then the title will draw people in, right? The second job is that it should be, you have to present your material in such a way that people find to be compelling. So, you know, someone sent me something today asking if I if thought this was interesting. And the, I think it's a fantastic example of a Henry's free offer that is not going to get anybody going any further. Because it's like five strategies to grow your business and get more clients. I'm looking at it. And I hope I'm not embarrassing anybody. But, you know, so, so there actually includes six steps. But they're so generic and meaningless that every, you, can read, you don't gain anything from it. So the first one is get clear on your path. Clarity is power, right? Second one is set up systems and processes. These are really short, a paragraph or two each. Then be willing to invest in yourself and your business. Compare and, and so on, it's like that. But compare that to the way I'm sharing this process where we have an overflow, where we, an overarching theme where we can see that the whole goal of a marketing system is to answer three questions in the mind of your client. And then we build everything and I show you the next steps. I teach my clients how to create, take their information, what they know, their expertise, and present it in a very similar way.
You know, I think this what I like, Dove, a lot is you provide a framework and, you know, and, and, and really starting with the questions, you know, can you answer those three, the interest, the trust and the right? And then, you know, starting to think of the marketing helium. So how are you going to bring this all together? We've got the problem result that we're talking about, the crafting that simple, compelling, you know, really value proposition. And then, you know, getting their hands in the air. Yeah, the ethical right. bribe type often. Ethical bribe, right. Yeah. And, and doing it right. Yeah. Now, once you've done that foundation work of these first three steps, the next step is get noticed, right? Because again, they say, well, can I trust you? So you got their attention interest. Now uh, you want to, you built this hand raising free offer. Now we've got to get that hand raising free offer noticed. Finally, in step four, we come to tactics. Most people jump straight to tactics. Right? And they're talking about, they're out there on the web or advertising and so on. They're doing things, but they don't have the marketing helium. And that's the very, it's a very big difference, uh, bet obviously, between those who do it right and those who don't. But the fourth piece is now let's get it noticed. Now let's find one, maybe two tactics that you can enjoy mastering and let's get, get, you, know, get you really good at that. That's the fourth step. The fifth step is, uh, so, so once you have, once you're getting your hand raising for your offer in, in the hands of your ideal clients and they go through it, they get a yes to that second question. Can I trust you? Are you for real? They answer yes to that second question because I can see from the way you present your ideas. I can see from the stories you tell, the material that you're sharing that yes, I can trust you. You know your stuff and you also care about me. And the third job of that, of course, is to lead them to realize that if they want to fully solve their problem, fully get the result, they need to reach out to you for more. So that third question is, okay, um, now what do you recommend for me? I see Right? That's the third question. And we have the final two parts. The, the, the fifth piece of this is what I call the elegant sales conversation, um, which is, you know, I just think of a, a simple structure for controlling your sales conversations or leading them without, you know, you don't have to be pushy and salesy, but you also don't want to be winging it. The biggest mistake people make with sales conversations is winging it. I'm sure that that's a, a big part of what you teach in your financial planner, planning, uh, your, your coaching. Yeah, is no, that right? it is. And, and one of the, you know, people want to be inspired. They want to be led. You have to have that quiet confidence. You have to understand your clients. You've got to be able to add value, share with them how you can do that compelling value proposition. But one of the things that I see so often is people want to, you know, show up and, you know, just kind of, they're going to be smart and they have a pad of paper and try to make it up along the way. It doesn't and, work. You no, know, we have literally in our program, we have 61 questions we teach the advisors. It's step by step. It's all outlined. And these, you know, many of the advisors in our coaching program are netting already when they come to us over a million dollars. I mean, these are some mm -hmm. of the most successful people, but they recognize that they're just... They were unconsciously competent. They're really talented, but they're capable of a lot more, and they can do better jobs for their clients by having really thoughtful approaches to, we call it discovery, but having that yeah. elegant beginning of the uh, consultative process. It all boils, you know, I th really think that's the difference between, um, between people who really do well and those who don't. It's, it's the, whether you're winging it and thinking that those who are doing so much better than you are just must be smarter, more talented, or so on, uh, or those who are going to say, okay, there must be a process for this. I'm going to go and find somebody who can teach me a process so I don't have to reinvent the wheel. And those who are really doing much better, they're not smarter than us, they're not more talented, they've just either learned or developed a process and they're yeah, no, having you know Having systems in place, I mean, this is, as entrepreneurs, I started, you know, there's two things that we have to have really going for us. Number one is we've got to have that client experience, and that should be extremely 
uh, systemic. I mean, you should have every part so that we don't leave anything to chance. And then, you know, as Dove and I are talking about, you know, getting people to raise their hand and then starting that conversation, this is critical. I mean, this is the lifeblood of growing the business and serving new clients well. And so many leave it to chance. I, I always like the term, you know, being successful on purpose and simple and elegant. And, and this is what, I mean, this is what builds great qualities of life for entrepreneurs because, you know, you're, you're doing it and, and you don't have to worry about it. You can staff it up, you can scale it up. I mean, it's amazing. But if you, if you make it up each time, you leave so much to chance. And, and that's, that's, I found that that was one of the two things that, that made the biggest difference for me is understanding how to get the attention and interest of your ideal clients by focusing on a specific problem result and learning how to master the elegant sales conversation, which is the fifth part of this. So again, when the person is thinking to themselves, okay, but what do you recommend for me? That's the fifth part. You have to lead them through a sales conversation to the point where they say, uh, where they feel, okay, you get me. Right, and then yeah. they're ready to hear a recommendation because yeah. people only want to hear what you think once they feel you understand me. Right, yeah. it's like, you know, none of us are open to advice or influence from someone who we feel doesn't get us. So the final piece is that irresistible paid offer, which you know is a, it's become almost a buzzword, but the way I think of it is just present what you do in a way that makes it easier for them to say yes than to say no. So if you can present that, and if you build the foundation that we talked about, which is the problem result, and then you present your offer in a way that's consistent with everything that you've done along so far so that you, when you talk about the offer you're showing how it's going to move them from here to there to there to there to that result that they want to where that they no longer have that problem you walk them through a process that's how you present your offer then they're going to say yes because their brain has told them is it right for me yes and then congratulations you have a uh, a new client so I'll just bring, to bring that all together remember we started off by saying you know what's the purpose of a marketing and selling system is it to fill your pipeline well that's true but that's oversimplified simplicity on the far side of complexity when you really understand something you can simplify it beyond the complexity that ensnares most people and the answer to that again is like well, yeah, the purpose of your system is to answer the number one question in your prospect's mind at just the right time. So we, with the first question, should I pay attention? Interesting. We put two things in place to help them answer yes. Can I trust you? We put two things in place to help them answer yes. Is it right for me? Put two things in place to help them answer yes. And each of these has their own subsystems and sub-processes so that you can master the skills. Yeah, it is. I mean, this is one of the things for all the entrepreneurs that are on AES Nation, whether you're watching this or viewing this. Uh, or, uh, listening, listening to it, yeah, you, know, you can view, view, uh, but you probably should watch it a couple of times. And you know, go to asnation.com. We'll have the transcript there. We'll have all the show notes. But this is so important: the simple and elegant, that having that whole process where you know, making someone aware, taking them all the way through. You know, the classic sales funnel that we're talking about. But it's not, you know, just. So often the sales funnels leave out so much. And what I love, Dove, is you've, you've raised the issues so we can think about it and we can examine our business because many of us have you know, pretty successful businesses, but boy, we're, you know, the ability to grow exponentially today with today's technology, with all the tools and tactics that are available to us, boy, if we get the messaging right and we really answer those questions and can deliver it on scale, Boy, uh, it could take off like crazy. 
Yeah, and, and it's the same fundamental process that, you know, you can take those same questions and use that as a basis for a sales letter, for a webinar, uh, that people will find is educational to read or to watch or to listen to, and also brings them closer to a sale. Well, let, let's go. I mean, this has been great. And I want to dive in, you know, you, as a fellow entrepreneur and somebody out there really providing a lot of insights, uh, I'd like to go to the next segment. And this is the book of the day. And for your fellow entrepreneurs, uh, what would be one of the books that you would recommend that they read? So I, I've, I'm going to suggest two things from two different genres. Uh, one um, is I, I, a lot of people have been talking about lately, but it's excellent. Uh, that is Ryan Holiday's The Obstacle is the Way. I think that should be required reading in every high school. Well, let me really just, I'm going to pull it up on Amazon here. It is a great book and Kindle only three ninety nine. So, I mean, it's... Uh, no. Unbelievable. I, I, have, I have it in audiobook, I have it in physical book, and I have it in Kindle. So um, I'm covered. No, but I, I, it's, it's an excellent book, should be required reading. And I'll throw in something else which I really enjoyed, which is just kind of I enjoy reading presidential biographies. Um, and uh, the trilogy, the three part biography of Theodore Roosevelt by Edmund Morris is outstanding. I mean, Theodore Roosevelt was a fascinating person, and uh, you learn a lot about leadership from him. I mean, just an exceptional person. And um, so uh, I highly recommend that. And Edmund Morris is a fantastic biographer. Uh, and, 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 you know, leadership and reading these kind of books, I mean, just, you know, that we, we need to get outside of our businesses sometime and see, you know, how, you know, somebody that's inspired the world, how they did it. And uh, there's all kinds of lessons learned. Let me go to the next segment here. And what I'd like you to do, hang on, is the application of the day. Um, what would be... You know, on your smartphone, the application that you would recommend for your fellow entrepreneurs. So I've recently started using Rike, that's W-R-I-K-E, for our project management, and okay. I'm enjoying... Uh, uh, I just flash on the screen while you're talking uh, the, the, uh, their website, too, and uh, so you can spell it. It took me a couple times here, W-R-I-K-E. Uh, they, yeah. they can't spell, but it's good software. Yeah, I, I like it. Um, I like it. it. It works well in the browser, and um, it seems like they're stabilizing the, the iPhone app uh, and the iPad app. I like having it everywhere. I also use Evernote, and I'd say uh, probably what I use most after that is the Kindle app and the uh, podcast app, you know, because I, I don't try to load my phone with, with apps, so but those are the ones that I use most. Well, they're all ones. I, I, I did use Evernote. I now switch because I'm a Microsoft guy. I use uh, OneNote, but they're, you know, okay. however you do it, they're great tools and and yeah we're on a podcast but i love podcasts on uh, whenever i'm exercising right. or driving alone i love playing those and there's just so many insights and hopefully you're you're getting the whole series of aes nation uh, I'll, I'll just i'll just say that you know I, I everyone listening to this if uh, i'd recommend i've listened to the one you did with rick sapio and some of the others but specifically that one i think people should go and listen to that i think he was uh, very impressive and well worth, very well worth it. So I'll throw that out. Oh, it was a great interview. And, uh, you know, there, I mean, there are, I feel very privileged, uh, doing these podcasts because I've got so many talented individuals like yourself, Dove, that are willing to share. And that's what we're doing is we're creating a virtual mastermind. And that kind of leads me to the next segment, which is resources. And, uh, I'd like to, matter of fact, why don't I pull up your website here? And uh, I've got the, uh, your DoveGordon.net uh, for the listeners. Uh, and again, we'll have everything on the, on the uh, 
uh, show notes and links and so on at AESNation.com. Dove, what do we have here? So at DoveGordon.net, we're always giving away something for free. Um, <clears throat> but if you go to DoveGordon.net slash manual free, uh, I've been selling something for the last five years for $97. And starting November 19th, 2014, I'm going to be giving it away for free. And that will be available at DoveGordon.net forward slash manual free. And I'll just mention, if, if for some reason it's not there, like because I'm not sure if we'll keep it open, but any AES a listener can always get in touch with me and we will send it to you. Just say where you heard this and I'll honor that forever. But this is something I sell for five years and it is a 80-page manual called How to Systematically and Consistently Attract First-Rate Customers. And I built other I things I did since. pay 100 bucks and I thought, or 97 and it was a great, great deal. So I'm going to recommend it. It's a better That's deal true. at this price. Right. I but... about that. That's right. I did buy it. That's right. But tell us what's in there. So what's in there is, is I walk people through, I walk you through the... Um, a lot of what I just shared today, but a little bit differently. I find it's very useful to share the same ideas in different ways because uh, I, I get bored quickly, but I also value repetition. So when I can come across the same fundamentals presented differently, I find it to be very valuable. And this this is uh, this provides just that, but it, it goes into much greater depth about everything that we've talked about with very specific exercises. Um, and and more you know more depth in each of the processes, and I just think that it, it's something that all my clients get, uh, and every everybody has to read through that because it provides some of the conceptual as well as practical next steps, and it's not very long, um, but uh, I'm very proud of it. No, no, you should be, and I, I really appreciate you making it available to all the AS Nation uh, uh, viewers and listeners, members, if you will, of our virtual mastermind group. You know, let me go to the next segment. I want to play back what I heard. So everybody, you know, this is all about taking action. And let me share with you takeaways that I'm walking away with. And, and you know, I've got all kinds of notes here, and I'm looking at them. And I, I think the, the whole concept, the number one, is that marketing helium. You know, the, the idea of the simple questions that, uh, you know, interest around interest, trust, and whether you're right for me. And we need to ask ourselves that. And and, and, and take those answers and then make sure we have something that's a, a very significant, compelling value proposition. In addition to that, what, what I, I'm really walking away from is, you know, you and I are very much in agreement on systemic. You know, so often we're, we're working so hard, we're making things complicated, they're one off. Mm -hmm. And to the extent that we can go ahead and just have it simple and elegant, one process, everybody goes through all the clients for, you know, the offer that we have. And it just makes it easier, not only on yourself, the marketplace, everyone, and you can test so well. And then in the, the last part, I think that, you know, it really uh, jumps out to me is that it, to really understand how important having an elegant sales conversation is. Uh, so often, particularly as we're going into higher price elements, I mean, we've got caught up with this internet stuff that, you know, we think we can just say something and somebody clicks on it and magic happens. And we've got to provide this track so that, you know, we're, we're entering the, the prospective clients, uh, what they're already thinking about, and we're answering the questions that you have, Dove. But that then, you know, to me, marketing is all about starting a conversation to explore whether we're the right ones to help them solve their problem or get them the result that they wanted. I mean, this has been invaluable. I, I really appreciate it. I'm, 
you know, and Dove, uh, I know because of the time zone, you're up a little later and uh, I'm just getting my day going and you're, you're still charging at uh, this hour too. So thank you very much for taking the time out for AES Nation. And I'm going to encourage everybody to make sure you take uh, Dove up on the uh, free offer. Uh, some great insights that you won't want to miss. Uh, any last remarks, Dove, before we wrap it up? Um, you, you, well, you, something you just mentioned reminds me of a conversation I had earlier today with somebody who's, uh, you know, a, a friend who's done um, fourteen million dollars in sales of his information product over the last seven or eight years, um, and, and you know, he was sharing with me and a few other colleagues on a call we had just some information about how we did it, and I said, "Okay, you make it sound so simple." I said, "Where do people get stuck?" And he said, "They get stuck in just." You know, you know, asking this question like, or saying this, I'll need more context. But it was so easy. It was so simple. It's that we just, it's exactly what you're saying a minute ago. We really tend to overcomplicate what really could be simple. And I think that, that um, rather than always looking for more information and another idea, as I read and so on, is, but we have to identify a few things, like what I think of as the critical 10% that makes you look brilliant 90% of the time. When you come across a simple process that makes sense to you, study it, learn it, master it, implement it until you really own it, until you've mastered it, all parts of it, and then you can move on to the yeah, next. Yeah, but thing. be good at one thing, and and you know by having this, you know, the getting more people raising their hand, having a great, simple, and elegant process, you're going to yep. really do a great job of serving future clients, and they're all counting on you. So don't let them down. We wish you the best of success. Exceptional, remarkable breakthrough aesnation.com